This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, it's time for Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and Three Seashells as we review the 1993 sci-fi action flick Demolition Man. Plus, James Gunn and Peter Safran already making waves as they finalize their plan for the future of DC Studios as we discuss what's still getting made, what's not getting made, and the huge mess they gotta clean up. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, December 12th, 2022. This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello, greetings, friend. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is someone who... We'll peep you next time. Um, no, we're oh. going to peep you later. Enhance your calm, Jock. I need you to enhance your calm. Sorry. Joining us is someone <laughs> who may be able to show us how to use the three seashells. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Well, you put two of them over your nipples. Oh, they go over the nipples. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Like already. a mermaid. And then the other one you could put wherever you like. You're excited. Find a hole. Feel these nipples. I could cut glass right now. It's amazing. It's yeah. Kind of cold that's what here. Drax does. He puts them on his nipples because he has sensitive nipples. Listen, more. Maybe later we'll, we'll figure out how to actually use three seashells. You know what I think it is? I think they just have the advanced Toto toilet, like the one seashell, like shoots soap up into your ass. Then the next seashell, you press that down and shoots water up your ass and gets it all out. And then the third one, it's like a blow dryer. You, you wave it real fast. That's one way. That's I haven't heard that one. Anthony, yeah. do you have any theories on it the three sense. seashells? Save them for the review because okay. I need to know. Okay, I'll save them. I need to know. Rugs, you sound better. So that's, well, you brought it up. Amber. I know. I just want to know if you know how to use them. We will discuss further uh, in the second half of the show. You sound better. Are you feeling better, Rugs? No. Oh, you sound better. I do feel better. <laughs> Lame. All right. Well, I'm still, uh, you know, coughing up things that look like uh, sea creatures. Oh, and then they get up and run away. It's fun. Well, I wish that they would, but I actually have to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's not waste any of that phlegm. We got a, a great 90s action movie to review. And some crazy geek news to discuss. Let's do it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, the new heads of DC Studios over there, James Gunn, Peter Safran, have had a hell of a week as they are getting ready to pitch their plan, unveil their plan, their 10-year plan for DC movies and TV to uh, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav this week. I believe I think it's like this Thursday this week. So we're going to know a lot more about how they plan to tackle this very difficult plan. Uh, but the big news story breaking last week was about one movie we do know that is not happening from the Hollywood reporter. Multiple sources telling them 
Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 3 is not moving forward and is considered dead in its current incarnation. Oh, shit. Uh, that was crazy news leading to speculation of what does this mean for these movies coming out, for all the crazy things that have been happening. Anthony, you shared this pretty hilarious video with us. Yes. Earlier this week. Who's it from? I don't know. Uh, from DVD Columbo. Yep, that's the guy. <laughs> I want to <laughs> share this audio uh, yeah, play it. because it kind of lays out exactly the monumental job these guys have to do. Okay, let me see if I can get this to work. I'm an old man. Knock, knock. <laughs> Mr. Gunn, we are day. so happy to have you. A couple of notes about your new and exciting DCEU. You got to keep the old Superman, Aquaman, but not his love interest, Wonder Woman, but retcon her last movie, Cyborg yelled at us, so he's gone. No word yet from PR if we can afford to be associated with The Flash or finish their movie that literally reinvents everything. But you can move forward with the Suicide Squad that rebooted everything, except the characters we liked from the earlier one, but featured a Joker no one liked, but who Snyder kept as canon, but who we teased as somebody else in a completely disconnected Batman franchise, as well as a different character in the musical sequel to the also disconnected Joker origin story. Also, if you could figure out how to make it seem like the JSA have always been around, and while they don't kill, they don't have a problem with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman all killing in their movies, that would be great. So what are your ideas? <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, pretty much it in a nutshell. Like I put it out. Pretty good. Uh, Anthony, comment. Let's just start. I don't know where to start. Well, do you want to read off all the other stuff first? Okay. So, like the rumors yes, and all the shit. Here's the all bullet right. points. And there's a lot of things to dig into each of this. Wonder Woman 3, not moving forward. Talk about Gal Gadot. Yes, Gal Gadot. Uh, <laughs> what, what's unfortunate about that one is two days before that announcement came out, she put on her Instagram how excited she was to start filming Wonder, Man, Wonder Woman 3 and then. That was like a like a plea. You think so? Yeah, she knew. Well, it was I coming. think that maybe I don't know, she. I don't was, know about it, that. There's just think she would two willingly. schools of thought on that one. It's either one, she really thought that Patty Jenkins was going to walk in there and sell that movie, and be like, and they were going to love it, or she was just like hedging her bet, like to try and convince like oh fans to kind of like rally to her cause if shit went sideways. So it's I think it was like hedging her bet. Also, I don't know if they're, uh, they're thinking about saving costs, but apparently Gal Gadot was going to make $20 million for Wonder Woman 3, and Patty Jenkins would have made $12 million for directing. So right off the bat, they're spending $30-something million. Yeah, there's $30 million they just saved. Here's the interesting thing about Wonder Woman 3. Uh, more details came out later alleging that it wasn't Warner Brothers really canceling the movie. It was Patty Jenkins walking away. Essentially, sources say that Patty Jenkins turned in a treatment uh, to Warner Brothers Pictures co-chairs Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi, as well as Gunn and Saffron, uh, and they didn't like the pitch. They said the pitch had weird character arcs, a lot like what they saw in Wonder Woman 1984. That was god-awful and a huge dip from the first one. So they had offered her to try again. They're like, look, this is not going to work in what we are kind of planning and coming up with. Uh, what else you got? She, and she did not want to try again. And she was uh, just she tried to like strong arm them to, to, to yeah, to making her picture, her vision, telling them they didn't understand. And she walked. And then you get other stories about like, this is why Rogue Squadron at Star Wars also has been on hold. Uh, She's trying the same approach and it's not working. 
Uh, yeah, and she also clashed. Uh, oh, remember she was supposed to do Thor: The Dark World, and uh, it was, yeah. and then got booted off that project. Now I'm not saying uh, that because she's a woman, she's hard to work with. I'm saying this director <laughs> is clearly hard to work with and has clashed in the past. Well, they don't have the confidence that they had in her before. Right, because that movie they gave her free reign and, and yeah. no one liked it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Rug Boy hit it on the head. When when you make Wonder Woman eighty eight, eighty four, eighty four, eighty four, whatever the fuck year it was, eighty four, and that you know you you get free reign to do whatever you want, like Rug said, and you turn out that which, by all intents and purposes, was is garbage. It was garbage. <laughs> it, it's tough to have carte blanche on the next film. Yeah, she has to eat that crow a little bit, you know. I'm, it'll be interesting to see if Gal Gadot will come back, if Patty Jenkins doesn't. But I am I feel like this is probably a good move for now and to rethink everything. But that also ties in, what are you guys doing with all the Snyderverse existing actors and characters? Uh, lots of things up in the air. Uh, James Gunn also re- released a statement right after this thing hit. He's, you know what's interesting? He's very transparent on Twitter, which is a good and a bad thing. It's great because you get to hear from him, but then he's got a fucking field. I can't imagine the amount of shit people telling him. He started him. making your mom's basement jokes, though. Oh, yes, he did. He went after that one guy who's like, I've heard Gunn hates Henry Cavill and Superman's not important. And he's like, no, I heard you just moved out of your mom's basement. Uh, basically, he's saying, quote, we know we're not going to make every single person happy every step of the way, but we can promise everything we do is done in the service of the story and in the service of the DC characters we know you cherish. So the other and he basically said to the oh, yeah, no, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, well, you're going to about to read off the rumors because he basically these rumors you read off or you're about to say talk about. He said some of them are true. Some aren't. Some are half true. Correct. So all the rumors coming out uh, regarding Henry Cavill, Man of Steel who we saw Henry Cavill a day before Gunn and Saffron, I think, took the job, post a video that he is back in as Superman. I guess he met back in Black Adam. You know, this wasn't the studio saying this. This is Henry Cavill with the, uh, you know, the blessings, apparently, uh, you know, uh, with Dwayne Johnson's help. So Superman, Henry Cavill, Man of Steel 2 may not happen. His cameo that he did shoot for The Flash may be cut uh, Aquaman, the the third movie, maybe the last movie. Uh, rumors is he they may recast him. Uh, fan speculation that it was going to be Lobo. Uh, Black Adam sources reporting the movie lost a hundred million dollars. The studio insisting we've made fifty million dollars as the movie hits streaming next week. This week, December sixteenth, it will be on HBO Max. So if it underperformed, they're going to kill it. And the sequel won't be made. Uh, and also Warner Brothers trying to distance themselves from uh, the Snyderverse. Uh, and so these are basically all the things that broke. Now, Anthony, how do we, what, where do you want to go? How do we want to break this down? It's- well, two more things. Yes. Just, so let's just get in front of this and then we'll talk about what's getting made. James Gunn apparently has been quoted as saying Superman is a huge priority. Yes. Which Superman? And he you know, debunked his feelings about uh, Henry Cavill. And then that Batman Beyond movie is apparently getting canceled, too, with Michael Keaton. Yeah, because they did say before, we're not going to have four Batmans. Uh, right. so, so here's the other thing is the Ben Affleck's Batman shot a cameo for Aquaman. I also heard that may be cut. And the cameos for The Flash, 
they're sitting on and they, I feel like they're not sure whether what they're going to do. So they don't know if they're going to be using Henry Cavill Superman or Gal Gadot Wonder Woman or what the future of any of these these characters are and these actors. It's all kind of crazy. Yep. Right. So what do we think? Well, I was initially when I heard the what the first the first thing that came out was Wonder Woman not happening, number three. Or at least not moving forward in the incarnation with Patty Jenkins. So let's 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 state that yeah. it potentially could happen. No one said it can't happen. It just not with Patty Jenkins. So I was a little shocked to see that, and then I saw the rumors, and I was a little bit like, "Wow!" Like James Gunn waving his big dick around him and uh, him and uh, his partner was Saffron. Peter Saffron, Saffron, yep. Peter Saffron just waving their dicks around. Then I thought about it a little more and. I don't know exactly what he's going to do. So this is all just speculation. Like he could still bring in some characters. He mentions, you know, it's half true. So he might be bringing in the characters that worked and getting rid of the shit that didn't. I don't know how he's going to write it. That being said, I almost feel like you got to stop the bleeding at some point. And I think although it might hurt a lot of people's butts in the short term, I almost have come around on the thought that you got to reboot everything. Oh, tourniquet, tourniquet, cut it off. Tur- just cut it off. Like after all these things come out yeah. that are already scheduled, yeah. maybe like Blue Beetle, you know, can be like something you keep, or I don't know how good that's going to be, or Shaz- like some some of these little things. But it might just be best just to stop the bleeding, cut it off, because as that funny meme or video I sent you, there's just a lot of shit it's that DC mess. just has has has. A lot of things that they've done in the last, what is it, 10 years, yeah. 10, 12 years, whatever, whenever Man of Steel came out, that just are a lot of things to write around that you just, if you're coming in and you, you're in charge with, in charge of make writing the ship, you kind of want to steer your own ship. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to steer someone else's ship with 25 holes in it. So I've come around on the fact that I think he's got to, I think it would be smart if he just cut the head off and let's start a new, new thing. Wipe it, mop it all away. So you're saying recast everybody, start from scratch. Maybe you uh, keep kind some of, of the yeah. People. Even though like there are some characters that work, there's just so much shit. It's definitely an exercise in 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 calculated risks or, or risk management here because you got to get Costanza in here <laughs> with a risk <laughs> management. But like, it's truly what it is. Okay, so here's the way it works. He said some things are true, some things are not true, and some things. Uh, we haven't figured out yet. Yep. Yep. So right now, he might have a plan A and a plan B. That's what I think. Um, I think plan B might be scrapping everything, just like Anthony said, and starting all new. But that's a huge risk, and all the blame will be squarely on him. Number two is that he's got to sell Zaslav, that the guy who's looking at yep. making money. Yep. He's like, we got guaranteed fans for this stuff here. We got we got a, a a population that has been getting shit sandwiches for like ten years, so uh, they'll eat a shit, shit sandwich and we'll still be able to make money off of it. And so he knows that. So Zaslav has to like buy into this whatever James Gunn's selling him. Now the third thing is that if he wipes everything clean and keeps the Suicide Squad, that's fucked up. Oh, you know he's keeping the Suicide Squad. There's going to be five more Suicide Squad movies. So if he has, if he can have the wherewithal to keep his own, because that, to me, looks like a huge fucking asshole move. That you wipe everybody's fucking shit. Except for your stuff. But keep keep your shit. 
So if he's doing that, he's got to wipe everything clean. Like he's got to even undo his own shit. Because in that, you still have, yeah, you still have like the Lido Joker sort of. It wasn't in his movie, but it was a reboot of a reboot. But he, Harley Quinn. Uh, Har- yes, you got Harley. You know, yeah. So, so you'd have to keep Margot Robbie. So here's what's Amanda Waller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vi- Viola Davis played huge. And of course, uh, John Economos and fucking his wife, uh, right. could be there, which are, they're great characters and John Cena. Yeah. That would be, he'd have to undo his wife's character. Like, if you're talking about starting from scratch, you got to literally start from scratch. So if you're keeping, you're retaining something that's just yours, it just comes off like a dick thing. And, like, I know that a lot of people will be salty about it. Like, well, you could keep your wife's part, but not, you know, whatever. I mean. But this might be a way for him to move his wife to a better part, But um, which I think that's, uh, that's also in the mix. Uh, he might be thinking doing that. So, um there's a lot of things that could happen, but the key thing that has to happen is that Zaslav has to buy it. He is like, it's not, it, I, I think that even though that he's in charge, Zaslav is the one who's fucking really in charge. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Suicide Squad underperformed, but it was a good movie, but it didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. For, for just for reference, cause you, you mentioned one thing about uh, DC making money with these things yeah. and they've made some money, but just for reference, DC's highest ranked film, as far as gross in the U.S., yeah. was Wonder Woman at four twelve. Oh wow, four hundred twelve million. Wow, that would rank eighth in Marvel. Yeah, wow, yeah. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel shits out four hundred, three hundred, four hundred. Right, without even trying. Movies without trying. Yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder, which is pretty universally panned. Is that over by a lot of people? Three forty three. Oh, it's at three forty three. Wow. Right, which which would be. The second highest DC film ever. Wow! If it was a DC film. Wow! So that's that's the that's that's the comparison I saw online that makes total sense. Is Marvel can put out films that are third, fourth rate, yeah, still make three hundred, four hundred million, and DC has not even gotten close to like the, a DC top puts five. out a fourth rate film like Shazam and makes one forty. Fuck! So wow. so that that's the level that that's where the, that's the amount of catch up they have to play. Is there? So fucked in terms of what they've done with their universe that there's like they can't even they they have to make they have to crank out a plus movies every time to make money. That's going to be almost impossible unless D, you... Marvel can crank out C C plus well, movies. Let's, and let, let, kind of let's money. go back on that real quick. So, um, before the era of Marvel, you had the Christopher Nolan films, right? And those were making money like gangbusters. Like you know, no one was making money like that in that time, right? Until the Marvel movies started to congeal, and you had like Endgame, which was a ten-year buildup. No, Avengers made that kind of money. Yeah, that was like a, a bunch of movies building up too to right. that as well. So it wasn't just like a single movie; it was a, on a momentum of a bunch of different movies. And um, d- the DC blew their load on that one. They fucked up big time because they did the Snyderverse, and that didn't work out. So they basically have been like really behind since since the beginning yeah yep. like ever yeah. since that nolan verse stopped yeah like they were fucked like they 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 were dead on arrival so yeah. 
Yeah, so that's they've been crawling. They're they're never going to get close. to Remember, Marvel. they they've had been. that mindset for a while that like every movie needs to be make a billion dollars because we got to catch up, and they just that dropped the ball because that's an impossible task. Didn't Aquaman make a lot of money? Aquaman was across three thirty five, but it, oh, total worldwide, it's over a billion. Billion, yeah, so, billion worldwide. But I'm I'm saying domestic only three forty domestically, wow. which all the money counts the same. But what the the point being is Marvel can can put out movies that people think suck. Yeah. And they'll make as much as DC movies. So here's what's still on the board in the immediate future. They have four movies coming out next year. If this is to be correct, Shazam sequels coming out in March, the flash coming out in June. Now this introduces Supergirl and multiple Barry Allen's and lots of crazy shit. The movie's almost unpromotable, though, at this Apparently, point. Apparently, right it's not in picture lock still because of the cameo situation. So, Blue Beetle. I'm talking about Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah. He's unstable. Yes, they are unstable also. Although, as the- they have been quiet for a while, if you notice. It's been yeah. it's been a hot minute since you heard any Ezra Miller news. Blue it's Beetle. for the best. Blue Beetle coming out August, and then Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom would push back to December. It was going to come out this year against Avatar, uh, but wisely they moved. And also... If this is under their purview or in a pocket universe, I don't know. The sequel to the Matt Reeves, the Batman, is moving forward. There's a Penguin show on HBO Max in that universe. And Todd Phillips just posted a photo of skinny old Joaquin Phoenix getting a shave to announce the production shooting has begun on the Joker sequel, which is a musical that has fucking Lady Gaga as the Harley Quinn, which that's a whole crazy mess in itself. Where does that fit in? I don't know. Um... So at, after these, <laughs> how do you wipe everything up? Honestly, I'm okay with the Wonder Man, one Wonder Man, Wonder Woman being paused. I don't think you should let Patty Jenkins make another Wonder Woman movie. Let's give it to someone else. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll probably do something in between, like he said, like James Gunn said, where I think they'll keep some of the characters that worked and distance themselves away from the characters that didn't work. I mean, it. in hindsight, I think it was kind of a a bad decision for them to release the Snyder Cut. Ah, huh. Like, I, I was entertained by the movie. Don't it's get me good. wrong. I like yeah. the movie. Yeah. But it just made things even more of a mess than they already are. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you had Walter Hamada's reign where he was saying that they could... You had, you had like three eras. You had, you had the Zack Snyder era. Then you had the Walter Hamada era yep. where everything, every, every character could be made in different movies. There are multiple versions of characters. He was going to just go with that. Yeah. And then now you have the, the um, Zafrin uh, gun era. Where they're trying to pull it all back together. If I was James Gunn, what I would do, I would go grab this Flash movie. I would flush it down the toilet. Oh, really? Yeah. And I would make my own Flash movie. Fuck. Redo the whole fucking movie. Because you can't do it with this guy in this movie, and it's too much of a mess. Because you don't want to use him moving forward. But use Flash to restart the universe and do a like a very like. Let's say you establish a different Wonder Woman in a different universe. That's Gal Gadot, and a different character here. That but in this universe, Lobo is this, is this character, and then you got you get a blonde Aquaman. You know, like you just you you kind of can pick and choose what you like. And then when you restart, you have the whole new universe, but you've already introduced this universe in the Flashpoint movie. And that would be the easiest thing to do. You just have to convince David Zaslav to like dump this to Flash dump movie. Over 200 it's, million. It's kryptonite anyway. Dollars. It's fucking 
It's fucking a biohazard of a movie. Even if it's great, let's just remake it. Like, let's re- take what's good. Let's remake it. And like, let's use it to restart the universe. It's one thing to dump Batgirl. That was like 80 million, which is still a lot. Would he cut fucking 200 million plus of money already yeah, spent? I don't know if, if that one's, they can do that. But they can write that off too. That's a big fucking write off. I don't. I don't know how write offs work. And then the that movie, it, no would, it would take fucking two more years to 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 get that done. So here's the thing: you kind of have to wait. This Flash movie, I feel like it's going to come out. You got to wait and see how the Flash and Aquaman does at the box office. My question to you now, if you're Zaslev and these guys, what do you do with the Black Adam with the personality of the Rock with him kind of bringing Henry Cavill? Do you keep the Cavill? Do you give Black Adam a sequel, even though? It, I, I saw a rumor on the internet today. I don't know how true it is. I saw a rumor on the internet that uh, The Rock was leaking finance, fake financials oh, to Deadline. Oh, 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 what a move. To enhance how well the movie was doing and that the movie was making money when it really hasn't. And I think like internal projections are now that the movie will break even, which is you know nothing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, the more I think about that Black Adam movie... More I realize that movie sucked. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually looking forward to watching it again on HBO Max to give it a second chance, but it was just uh, not good. my my uh, one of one of the guys I follow in MMA. His name's Luke Thomas. Yeah. He talked about Black Adam. And he goes, "The Rock has the acting range of a like a wet paper bag. He has two <laughs> two expressions. He looks angry, yes. or he smiles. Yeah, that's yeah, all he can do. Yeah." I just think the whole thing's a mess. It's a I mean, mess. You, you, you really, if you really put everything on paper, it's 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 a big mess. I don't know how you fix this. Here's another rid- little wrinkle from a talent agency representative point of view. If he does what you guys say, cut everybody, start new. All these fuckers, majority of them are rep by the same agency, and it would be like going to war with this talent agency almost. Like they would not be happy, right? They'd be like, "What the fuck?" So that's got to be factored into who you keep. Like lawsuits? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they wrote the they wrote these contracts with like options for other movies. I don't know if they guarantee they might have, they probably I don't know if they guaranteed movies for everybody. Well, it's usually like a couple picture I don't know couple picture contract, but it's just the fact that you're cutting out this one whole tally and just these people in like. Well, mm. he plans to, which is kind of crazy to me. He plans to cat recast. There's the rumor that he wants to recast Jason Momoa as Lobo, which is well, but I think that's fan speculation. I don't know. I think that was that fan. I think it's that, that's insane. That, not yeah, not that it's a bad casting decision because I actually think it would have been good. Yeah. But Momoa is actually like propagating that too. That's that just be so strange that you you were like, oh, now he's. Not Aquaman, but he's going to be Lobo in the DC universe that's not that DC it's, universe. Yeah, it'd be a little confusing. That'd be weird. I'd want to see him, though, if they could do like an R-rated Lobo. It'd be fucking amazing. Have James Gunn. He too. looks like Lobo. He fucking totally looks like Lobo already. Uh, so, yeah, this coming year is going to be interesting. And then who's your Batman? Who, who are you going to keep with the uh, Pattinson? Pattinson, but it's not. You can't use him in the other universe. It's a fucking mess. I wish them the best of luck. I wish I could be a fly on that wall when he, he fucking presents this shit to Zaslav. I just want to see what Zaslav says. Cause you know, Zaslav is not, uh, into like, you know, bullshit. He's, he like wants to see like, yeah, he, all he wants to know is how, in the seats. how are you making me money? Yes. That's all he wants to see. Yeah. He doesn't want any kind of fucking, uh, you know, fucking around. He wants like, let's, let's do it. They don't want to try. He doesn't want to try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. He's like, all right, explosions, 
fucking heroes doing hero shit. Let's go. Keep it simple. I don't know. If if, if I'm Zaslav, I feel like, or if I'm James Gunn and Saffron, I feel like I'm not taking that job unless I get free reign to do what I want. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. It's Because like, if I'm looking at, if I'm James Gunn, I'm like, God damn. These are this is like the beaches. This is like the beaches of Normandy yeah, right now. Looking at the DC universe, <laughs> yes. if you're gonna let hire me, first off, you're gonna pay me a lot. Secondly, you're gonna let me write this shit the way I want to write it. Yeah, you pay, they hired well, he's him. Getting all the money. Yeah, he hired like, him for a reason, though. You're right. So and they, you know, they formed DC Studios, yeah. which is the first time ever that DC's actually had their own studio within Warner Brothers. Oh wow, yeah. So I think he gets. I think he's. I think Zaslav. We'll see how Zaslav reacts to some of the stuff later on, but I think. For now, he gets to do what he wants. I believe the plan also is gonna he's gonna try to incorporate television and video games and animation and have a everything is supposed to be connected. Supposedly connected, yeah. Even the even the video games. It's crazy. That's crazy. I can't I can't wait. I hope we find out about this next week after he pitches him uh it's fucking crazy. When's this meeting supposed to go down? I, I for some reason I want to say this Thursday. Mm. But how would if you were James Gunn? What would be the first project you greenlight as DC? Got to be Superman. Superman? He, he said it's it. Be Superman. Superman. But is it Cavill? You keep Cavill. If you made, a, regardless who you make it with, if you made a, like a bomb-ass Superman movie, yeah. like I'm talking about a movie that inspires you, like when you watch Christopher Reeve yep. for Absolutely. the first time, yep. like when you got that fucking feeling in, in your gut where you're like, this is this guy's fucking magical, and this whole movie is kind of magic yes. in its own way. That's what you want. If you can restore that, because we have like these fucking uh, made by uh, a bunch of suits a bu- with a bunch of charts and demographics and this and that, and they've completely forgot about characters and and what's great about the characters, and they just kind of like they they want to do their own thing. So like hit these li- little check these boxes. I just. Get the character right. You know, cast someone that's amazing that can really bring it to life and really make a, a classic film. I think that that's what, we, that's what they need. They need, like, a, so a, something that is going to be awe-inspiring. And uh, if they if they can do that, they're going to win a lot of people over. No, I think that's, I think that's the move. It's smart. It builds a solid it's foundation. Just, Let's just think about this. Like we just were shitting on Star Wars for the past year. And then Andor came around and we couldn't be happier with it because it just did something like, hey, it took this world that was created and tried to like look at it in a serious way, but also handle it very, very well, like well directed, well thought out, good monologues, like, you know, like that. Just, just that's just good filmmaking, good cinema altogether, and they just need to do that. If they could just do that, then everything will fall into place. I would keep Cavill and just reboot Superman fresh, and give us a, what exactly we said—a hopeful, magical, solid foundation. Start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Cavill could do it. I, I, I like Cavill. I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah. I like yeah. uh, Levy as Shazam. Yeah. Everything else, like you could give or take. I mean, I do like. I it it would sound it would look really bad, like Rugs mentioned, but I do like Gunn's version of the Suicide Squad. It's great. Um, I like you know. There's no, there's no way that Gunn gets the job and can't is not doing a Peacemaker season two. Right. 
No, he's working on right? that. That's definitely going to happen. Has to happen. So, whatever universe he sets up, there's going to be a peacemaker in it that's played by John Cena. Yeah, yeah, because that was that was a hit. That was successful. Yeah. You keep that, and it's his fucking baby. You keep that we'll shit. See. It, it's it's such a it's an interesting. It's just interesting that if he could turn it around, it'd be a hell of a job. Do you think he can do it? I have my doubts. I have my doubts, and not only because not only because it it's difficult and. He's got a, he's behind the eight ball in the in with what DC's got out there, but Marvel's just so far ahead, and they've got so many things that they're releasing that they're not only competing with themselves, but they're competing with the fact that just the market is super saturated. Yeah, like it was so it was fun watching Marvel have all these disparate characters come together. Is it going to be as fun to see DC do that do this a similar thing like? It's not as fun yeah. the second time around. Yeah, it's, everything's been done. Uh, the good news is that there's still some great DC stories that they haven't done Oh, 100%. Yet. They haven't even touched like a lot of this stuff, um, which is good. They got a lot of stuff. And, and there is a lot of DC crossover crisis type stuff where like all the heroes have to get together and do stuff together. They have a lot of those. You have a lot of great graphic novels that haven't been touched. You have so many things that they can mine for that haven't been done from the comics that are classic comic book stuff. So they have that, which is, which is great. The problem is that DC is like Marvel is like a great structure. You can fucking fuck with the decorations and the interior design of it. All you want house, always the, fucking, holds. the house is solid. Yeah. So even when they fucking decorate a room and it's fucking completely fucking garish and stupid they can rip that shit down and like it's still dc's like teetering on like it, on very fucking shaky ground all the time they need to fucking put some rods down they need to put some foundation down they're literally going through like identity crisis on infinite earth right like literally but here's the thing i think god will surprise us let's not forget he has worked over in the marvel uh framework he knows how shit goes on over there he knows what what it takes he could possibly adapt some of that, so he has the benefit of uh, you know seeing how to do it well and right to bring that experience. That's over. a good point. You know? That's that's a great yeah. Point. That's that's something he has that uh, you no. Know, so I think he'll surprise us with some crazy fucking ideas. Uh, in the meantime, listener, you can surprise yourself by buying a uh, Jock and Nerd T-shirt. Visit our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. Uh, you will find lots of great designs and hoodies and sweaters and mugs and cell phone cases with our logo with different designs with Rock Boy's face on there. Jogginger.com slash shop. All right. Last thing in the news it is Avatar The Way of Water Week. Everybody get excited. The movie comes out this week, December 16th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm already Mentally protect, uh, planning my liquid intake uh, for the day leading up to it because the movie is three hours and ten minutes oh, long. Oh, we're in a diaper. Yes, I might be like <laughs> really dehydrated going into the movie. It's the only way I can think of. Would you wear a diaper? Like, would you wear it? Depends. Like, slap one depends. on for this movie. I don't know. I've never tried it. <laughs> it, it depends. depends. Are they comfortable? Do they have stretchy elastic bands? It could be fun. Like, do you think you could do it? No, like, because piss your the, pants? no. I don't know. <laughs> you've been i've been trying not to piss my pants for the longest if it time. sucks away the moisture and stores it somewhere and you don't feel i don't know I just, you ever piss in the ocean 
Yeah, and it gets like warm around you for a second, and then it goes away. Like, have you done that like recently? No, it's been a long time. I have, oh. and it took me a while to like do it. <laughs> it's, oh, you couldn't, you couldn't get <laughs> yeah. yourself to do it. You got I nervous? had to take a piss, and like the bathroom was like so far. And I was like, I'm just gonna go in the water. And yeah, piss. why not? It's and fun. I stood in there. Yeah, and I'm standing there. I'm like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, why am I not being? It's like a strange situation. <laughs> you can't just. Yeah, my body's like, no. We can't do it here. We don't do it. We have to go to the bathroom. I, I, uh, I recently, when I went to Cabo, yeah. I was in the pool, and yeah. I definitely did a lot of peeing oh. in that pool. Oh, my God. What? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the pool. Ah. For sure. Was there a bar at the pool, Anthony? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. If you're drinking, oh, that, that, well, you that water the color? is disgusting. It's like clear blue water in those pools. You don't see like I know. I mean, green. I felt bad. Like, I definitely, I would pee. I would, like, <laughs> it's one of those things where you, you kind of have to walk and pee. Because if you stand in one spot, yeah, yeah. you can't have everyone knows if if you stand in one spot alone for like a good 10 seconds, people know you're peeing. They're like, oh, it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> but if you stand warm? by people and pee, and they don't then they'll be like, why is it yeah. warm all of a sudden? You don't want to leave a trail. So you, you can't do either. Yeah. So you have to like, I, I would, what I would do is I'd walk around and be talking <laughs> to people, but I'd be peeing. <laughs> people like, follow that trail. Who's like, doing this? this? He's been drinking for six hours and he has never <laughs> yeah, left the pool. I mean, you got to, you got to, you got to imagine. Everybody. It's just piss water because every, if you're, if there, there was a, it was a, it was a swim up bar. Now, how deep are you in this water? Oh, it was probably up to like my nips, probably like four feet. God, if oh. you were doing it, so you got You can't dip your head in there. You'll get yeah, like fucking. Oh no, no, no! I did, I never, I never went. The only time I went underneath the water was on the slide because no one's peeing down the slide. But that means if you did it, you know other motherfuckers are doing it too. Oh, I know, I know. It's just fucking. I know, I know. But swimming. But the thing is, once you once you get out of the pool, you're so drunk. It doesn't matter that you're just like. It doesn't even cross your mind. Like the chlorine killed it. You're you're literally like forget. In my head, I was going. Was, yeah, there's two things. One, I was going. I'm the only one peeing in this pool. I convinced <laughs> That's myself not that, true. which That's is not, not true. true. Then, then no, two no. was. Oh, I forgot I peed in the pool. Or <laughs> 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 forgot I was even in the water. Yeah, so it all works out at the end. It doesn't really matter. You're like, wait a minute. I think See, I, I had the decency to piss in the ocean. The ocean is <laughs> in different. The Atlantic Ocean. All right. Yeah, so but the thing like, is, when you pee in the ocean, don't you think salt will ru- run up into your fucking wiener? That's probably good for me. Oh. Like all the STDs I have, like it'll just or or like a jellyfish. It's like, oh, where's that warmth coming Let from? This is a this source trip. of energy. <laughs> Peeing in the ocean is like smoking a cigarette in the open air. It's the same fucking thing. It all just gets mixed up. Nobody cares. You can't yell at someone. But a swimming pool yeah. is different. Anyways, what am I yeah. talking about? Avatar: The Way of Water premiered. How did this come up? In the London. way of yellow water, <laughs> because the way of yellow water. We'll see how they handle it. I think the Navi just pee where they live. Is that how that? It came up because a uh, three-hour runtime. The movie premiered last week in London. Uh, early reactions have been uh, kind of overly positive and kind of crazy and calling it a fucking mm. masterpiece and that's uh, mesmerizing. And Cameron has done it again. Uh, I haven't seen anything bad about it. Uh, some people are like, eh, it's all right. But mostly saying it's breathtaking. The 3D is amazing. The techno- so And the story is emotional. So... Take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I will be let you know next week. Uh, are you guys hyped at all for this? There's not a lot of buzz. I still got to buy tickets. For this. Yeah, see, I bought tickets. I don't think Anthony bought tickets yet either. So I have not bought tickets. It comes out this weekend. Yeah, it comes out this, this week. So I holy shit balls. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there'll still be seats available. Uh, but I'm gonna buy them right now. 
I'm kind of low-key excited. I guess I'll give it... Geek bonus. I'm going to see it in 3D, so I'm looking forward to seeing a 3D movie. Now, should I watch the other Avatar? Oh, well... Is it on Disney still? It's, on, it's back on Disney. It, so it was on ABC last night. I caught the back half of the original Avatar. And I have to say, I've seen this movie a couple of times throughout the years. It was on. I was like, oh, it's great. Let me watch this. And I realized to myself, I'm like, I don't fucking remember any of this. It looks amazing, right? That last, the third act battle scene when they attack and they're defending, it's phenomenal. But I'm watching this thing like I'm watching it for the first time. And I'm like, why is this so? How are you going to remember a three hour movie? I don't know like, why. You can't. How? There's no way you can remember all of that. That's my question is how is that first movie like so forgettable? Like I didn't remember any of that shit. I was like, I don't remember any of this. It was I'm, the only parts that I remember is like him getting in the body for the first time, him meeting Natiri for the first time and him riding that fucking thing and then getting in the tree, getting busy with her in the tree. And then the fight with the mech at the end. That's it. Yeah, he knocks her up. I, I, I do remember the movie. Yeah. If if you if we talked about it, I would remember it. Okay. But it's not um You are right. There's not like a There's not an iconic scene no. like you would expect in a movie that made as much money as it did. Like a similar similar movie that made as much money would be like Avengers Endgame, and everyone talks about things in Avengers. Yeah, Endgame. that one. But no, no one really brings up moments in Avatar. Yeah. So spoilers for like the first movie, but <laughs> where we left off, right? Stephen Lang got killed. Apparently, he's in the new movie. Uh, I think Sigourney Weaver's character died. Apparently, she's in the movie. I think she's in the movie. Uh, and then Jake got fully transported into. The Navi body, his Avatar, his body, Avatar yeah. and he knocked yeah, up. Yeah, this movie's before. dealing with them like eleven years later. They're they've been married. They have three kids. It's like it's a, a completely different place in their lives. Yeah, yeah. He's a shoe salesman. Yeah. <laughs> she's, he's not making ends meet. He's got three kids. She's working at the got gas, some weird gas station. Yeah. Uh, but it was. Oh, that's married. With I just thought I was like I can't. I didn't. I was like, this is like watching it for the first time. I don't remember anything. So it was good to kind of get a refresher. Still visually stunning, amazing action scenes, but like, I don't remember a lot of it. How much do you think this thing opens to is my question. Opening weekend. Here is the biggest opening weekends uh, so far for this year. Top Gun uh, at the bottom, 126 million. The Batman opening weekend, 134 million. Thor, Love and Thunder, 144 million. Jurassic World opened to 145 million. And then the big two, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, opened to 181 million. And then the top opening weekend movie was Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, 187 million. Does it beat uh, any of those? Which one? What do you think? I just think it's right under Top Gun. What, that low? You think it's going to hit that low? 120. It's going to open to only 120? Yeah. Avatar, just uh, for reference, let's just see what Avatar. Seventy-one million, I believe, not a lot. Seventy-seven, seventy-seven, yeah. so not but a it lot. Had it had legs. legs. Oh, it had major legs. legs. Yeah, it had major legs. Two point nine billion. Long Navi legs. Finally. Yeah. What is oh, Avatar? Man, I don't know. Yeah. This one's hard, just because it's it's such a weird thing. Twelve, thirteen years later, I'm gonna go one fifty. One fifty. The box office has been shit lately. The last few weeks, nothing big has come out since Black yeah. Panther. So. I feel like in the case where people are looking forward to go to a movie, I'm going to say 170. 170. I think it's more COVID-y out there. Well, but also there's IMAX and oh. 3D where that's going to sell more, and those are higher you know, price tickets. I feel like more people will come out to see it in that format. 
Oh yeah, that's another if thing. It, if it beats Doctor Strange, I'm gonna be surprised. I don't know. I still think it's gonna make maybe 120, 125 at the most. Really? That's yeah. that's low. That's low for a James Cat. But again, the first movie had legs, so it may be a case where it comes out and word spreads. I just don't feel the buzz. No, no one's there's, talking there's about barely it. any buzz. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing, the buzz. Uh, and then one quick note, I thought this was kind of funny, talking about the future. Uh, James Cameron in an interview was talking about studio notes uh, for the next three movies. He said when he turned in the script for the second one, they gave him three pages of notes. Then he turned in the script for Avatar 3. They gave him one page of notes. When he turns in the script for Avatar 4, this is James Cameron saying, quote, the studio executive, the creative executive over the films wrote me an email that said, Holy fuck. And I said, well, where are the notes? And she said, those are the notes. <laughs> so, uh, wow. He's also said if, the, uh, you know, two doesn't go well, he can end it at three. But he kind of had to pitch him like a trilogy to, uh, to have it get made. He, he also went on a little, uh, continued his little spree of just hating on Marvel uh, just to pump yeah. up his movie. I mean, it wasn't really hating. He was just like, look, Weta does effects better than uh, ILM with Thanos. He's like, Thanos is cute. But. Well, he was like, uh, he was saying it's not even going to be close. The the Aquaman effects versus the of Avatar. Uh, the fan, yeah. I mean, because the look, these are fully mocap, three D alien, human like species. I mean, the emoting in the first movie is pretty good, and it's all like, it's, oh, it holds up for sure. Yeah, it's all going to be in the eyes, right? Do you, do you are you going to buy? Look, that movie is how many years old and it still looks 13 good? years old. And that, that and if that looks amazing. And this apparently now is going to be even more amazing. I don't know where you can go, but we're going to find out underwater motion capture and such a weird, such a weird thing. Because this movie, I, I definitely I was just texting my buddies right now because I was like, normally for a big movie, we'd be on top of the tickets yeah. and already and I, and I totally forgot it was even coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's just a strange thing. It made me one again that has legs like the first one, and we'll see. I don't think it's got. He said it's got to make like three billion dollars to like be profitable. Spent so much money. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break here. We we'll play some promos, and we come back. We we'll talk about some seashells and the future in the nineties. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcast, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Listener, if you enjoy the show, it's a great time to join our fan club on Patreon. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! And you can give back and support the show, uh, and you get stuff. There is an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. It's got tons of bonus content. We do Discord monthly hangouts once a month. We hang out 
Uh, and you get to pick any movie to force us to watch and review. Lots of fun things there. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Do it now. Do it now. Jockandnerd. Do it. Uh, and we're not talking about Schwarzenegger this week, no, but this week's movie review. Stick into the 90s action theme as our tournament gets closer. Uh, and it's time for another Stallone movie. That's Last time we talked about Stallone, it was in the 80s. It was Cobra. This time it's in the nineties. It well, no, it wasn't. Wasn't didn't we do the Stallone movie in the twenty twenties before in in between? Oh, we did Samaritan. I've already forgotten about that fucking Come piece on. of shit. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you bro, about he was that. a superhero. He was a retired superhero. God, and Tulsa King. I'm not the good guy. I'm the bad guy. He wasn't Samaritan the whole time. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. So now we're gonna go back to nineties Stallone. With the science fiction action flick from 1993, Demolition Man. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Uh, on the Rotten Tomatoes, this movie is sitting at 62% uh, out of 42 reviews. 5.6 out of 10. Audience rating, 66%. Uh, the movie's budget started at $45 million, but ended up costing about $77 million when all is said and done. Uh, and box office it makes worldwide a hundred and fifty million dollars. Back in '93, the movie is directed by uh, a dude named Marco Brambilla. Marco Brambilla, uh, his directorial debut. And uh, what's funny is he does one more movie after this, Excess Baggage, in 1997. That's the one with Alicia Silverstone. I don't know if anybody remembers this. Yeah, it's uh, uh, and after that, that's it. He's done. He's just directed mm. shorts. Never directed a movie again. He's like fuck these. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> Brambi is out it again. <laughs> fuck these. these. No more movies. I don't. I don't know why. He's probably doesn't even act. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He probably doesn't sound like that. But Marco Brambia. Brambia. He might have a little flair to him. But I'm be a first time. Uh, it's written by Daniel Waters, Robert Renault, Peter M. Lenkov, starring Sly Stallone as John Spartan. You got Wes- That's right. Wesley Snipes with blonde hair and Simon Phoenix. Sandra Bullock playing Lenina Huxley. Benjamin Bratt also in this. Dennis Leary uh, playing Edgar Friendly. You have an uncredited Rob Schneider. Being uh, Rob Schneider. Uh, there's also a very young Jack Black in this that I didn't know. He's one of uh, really? yeah, he's one of the scraps in the background. He's like one of the gang. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And then a, That's a cameo by Dan Cortez playing the piano. And yes, singing. I saw that yes. as well. Yes. So quite quite an eclectic cast you got there. Uh, and uh, Anthony, yes. uh, what have you seen this movie before? Oh, so many times. Okay, so, so many times. Oh, great. What happens in Demolition Man? So many times. It was the first time I've seen it in, in some years. But this this movie I've seen a lot. Um, what happens in Demolition Man? It's 1996 in a beat-up Hollywood, L.A., overrun by gangs, and John Spartan has been tracking down Simon Phoenix, who's this infamous crime lord, drug lord. I don't know what he does, but he's just a bad man. And... He Simon Phoenix frames John Spartan for the death of a bunch of innocent civilians, so they both get sent to cryo sleep to go to the future and get reanimated as good people. And 
someone nefarious releases Simon Phoenix in the future in like 2032, I believe. And in this future, everything is super uptight. Um, there's no guns. There's no violence. There's no swearing. There's no sex. There's nothing. Anything devious has been eliminated. And Simon Phoenix has been released into this world to wreak havoc and potentially do something uh, that we find out about later. So the only way to uh, stop a madman is to release a madman, and they have to release John Spartan, played by Sylvester Stallone, to catch Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes, in this utopian future. That's a very good plot synopsis. Also, the movie available on the HBO Max right now, listener. You can catch up and play along. Uh, okay, usual question with these movies. But after watching it, after not watching it for several years and knowing this movie, How's that hold up? How are you feeling about it today in 2022? I I still laughed. I laughed I laughed a lot during the movie. Similar to True Lies, it's even goofier than I remember it being. Uh but this is that era where I mean this came out the same year as Last Action Hero. Yeah. And True Lies doesn't come out comes out a couple maybe a year or two later. Yeah. But it's, it's the era where these guys are in movies where the 80s, 90s early 90s these tropes have been done so much that they're acknowledging acknowledging these tropes within the movies and acknowledging how inherently silly some of this stuff really is and they're not the big stars aren't afraid of that anymore they're actually just embracing it in the movies but overall i mean i liked it i I still think it holds up in a lot of ways and it's like especially even probably during covid it was even more uh relevant yeah but some of the stuff they predict is just funny that it, it ended up happening oh that way. Oh, my God. Yeah, they predict a lot of things. So I feel like the movies almost had a second life because of that. I oh, feel yeah, like I it's it. super prophetic. I think, number one, this this is the kind of movie that we were like Total Recall where Arnold's in a movie that he shouldn't be in. Yeah. And the, the nature of him being in that movie changes how fucking smart that movie is because like. You know, Total Recall is a total like cyberpunk movie, but now it, when you watch it, it's just an Arnold movie. And this is also a dystopian future yeah. movie that is very, very clever and very well thought out in how it is in in some ways. I'm not going to say totally, but in some ways, the this the idea that there's a society that is kind of taking out all the joy of life that, you know, people think is, you know, we are barbaric or whatever. And it kind of leads to this society where they don't really go into it. How fucking, uh, start for actual life that these people are. They don't really go into that. They just go into how fucking much of a, like how herbish they are. They can't fucking handle anything. They don't know how to do anything. I just remember, uh, he looked at the computer, his approach maniac, <laughs> yes. like, like, <laughs> they don't know what to do. the best slide is Rob Schneider goes, we're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. <laughs> yeah, so it's a comedy. It's it, it's a satire, and um, Stallone being in it kind of takes away from that satire, but at the same time, he also brings a lot to it, and I feel like it, it's not his greatest movie, but it's a great... It's a, definitely one of his better movies uh, that he's made besides the Rocky stuff and the Rambo stuff. Oh, really? You think it's up there with those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's in the top. It's, in, it, it, it's, it's around his best stuff. It's like, it's, it, it's approaching his, some of his best stuff. I mean, it has everything, right? It's, it's unintentionally goofy, but it has action beats carried over from eighties action movies. It's the satire is amazing. 
Um, and just the, 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 the right at the beginning, it's also a movie where they say the title several times, which is kind of funny. They say demolition man. He is known as the demolition man, but it's memorable because like, you still know about the three seashells yes, and yes, that whole thing yes. where he curses off the thing and he wipes his ass with That's those tickets. Great. Yeah. So like that moment, you'll never forget. I love, he wakes up in 2032 and everybody is polite. They use their full He's names. He's a fish out of water. He's a fish out of water. People use their full names when greeting each other. Mellow greetings. All crime is gone. Here are the things that are illegal in 2032. Cigarettes, alcohol, caffeine, contact sports, meat, bad language, chocolate, gasoline, uneducational toys, anything spicy, abortion, and pregnancy, if you don't have a license, are all illegal. People do not shake hands because of germs. They have they only have sex with uh, cyber sex because of sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, everyone is microchipped and tracked. Guns are in a museum. Uh, it's all very fully loaded. Full, yes, and all the ammunition is there too. It's all very fascinating. Taco Bell wins the restaurant war and is the only surviving restaurant uh, existing, except, did you know, if you watch this in Europe, yep. it's all switched with Pizza Hut and they recorded both versions. And the reason it don't, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell owned by the same company. The reason they went with Pizza Hut is that in 1993, I guess Taco Bell wasn't as well known internationally as pizza hut and they're like nobody knows what taco bell is but a good a good efficient setup at the very beginning right gets you right into the action right into the premise of the plot and you get fucking naked stallone frozen close-up shots <laughs> under yeah, the credits that's exactly what i wanted to see Where you can almost make out his dick you get stolen apparently that's like a whole <laughs> wax figure he had Hello? made uh -oh. for the shot and it's like in a, it's also in it was on display somewhere you can see like the outline of his dick. You can definitely see some of his bush. You could. Yeah. It's a very well -known. a healthy a healthy dark bush. <laughs> but they were they were definitely uh being uh having him pose in his most um artsy mo uh poses to like cleverly have a little thigh, hide the dick. Yep. Nice little maybe a little arm, forearm at one point or something shadow, like that. Shadow. Shadow yeah. falls in the right place. I gotta say, he's in pretty good fucking shape in this movie too. And when he's, he's, he's like forty six or forty seven, dude. Too, in the scene, like in the scenes where he has no clothes on, I'm like, hey, dude, is fucking jacked. He must have done a lot of push ups and dehydrated himself right before <laughs> he shot the fucking thing. Oh yeah, he's Stallone. He's a fucking maniac. What what what's uh? Speaking of Stallone, although he's this is a role you wouldn't necessarily expect him in. I think he it really works with Stallone, similar to Schwarzenegger in you know in a you know, Total Recall or True Lies, in that, first off, they they were kind of already moving on in the era. They were still they were kind of evolving yeah. and being self aware. Whereas, like Van Damme and Seagal were still kind of doing the old eighties nineties thing. Yeah, but what really works too is Stallone as the fish out of water is perfect because he he just acts like how he would act in any other action movie yep. but now the world around him is different so he's he's like such a force of nature that he's bending the world around him he, d it I does think he work. works well as a, as like an he works well he would have worked well as like the old father in with around young kids it's a now they just put him around kids in the sense that they're just in the future and no one's used to someone like that and he he, he can just be he can be the same guy but it just make it works in, the, in a new environment right 
he's kind of doing the same thing on Tulsa King because he plays a character who's been away for 25 years and now he's out in the world and everything's changed and he could still be that guy. So, no, the fish out of water roll. Yeah, he's like to... Demolition Man again. Yeah, he is again. Literally. Yeah, it's <laughs> Demolition Man again. Uh, no, he is fun to watch in this movie. He's got some good lines. Wesley Snipes is fun to watch. Just over the top. Uh, he's great, yeah. Oh, my God. Ole! I love that whole scene <laughs> of him at the fucking ATM or whatever that thing is that oh, yeah, tells you yeah. like you're you're having you're a nice person and to be happy. Yeah. And it starts like uh you know the, the demerits for cursing throughout the entire movie. You can hear it in the Great. background. It's yeah, always it's funny like throughout the entire movie. Anytime anyone curses, John Spartan, you have been given one. There's like an alert that goes on. Well, the, the best is when Spartan uses the bathroom, asks about the seashells, the three seashells. Then realizes there's no toilet paper, and then goes yes. up to the demerit thing and starts swearing enough enough to get the the paper so he can wipe his ass. It's so great. He's like, "You bunny fucking piece of shit!" Beep 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 beep. <laughs> and then Rob Schneider just going, "He doesn't know how to use the three seashells." He doesn't know. He starts laughing. Uh, how do you use the three seashells? There's infographics out there. Have you seen these? I put one in the notes here. No, that's. That's, that's it, it wasn't a real thing. I, like, I, I read up on that. They just thought of they tried to think of something that would be like but clever. think about this. They're too fucking grossed out to even like shake hands. All right. <laughs> yeah. They're not putting a seashell up their asshole and scraping shit out of it. Okay. So that's it, what's happening. If you're right, the original idea, the writer called his buddy and he's like, how do I make bathrooms futuristic? And the guy was like taking a shit and he's like, I don't know. There's a bag of seashells on my toilet. Do something with that. And he's like, okay. But then people, because then my question is, do you flush the seashells? Do you reuse them? Do you use them to bounce water on the bidet? Here, the infographic actually oh, says, kind of funny. It says, step one, take two of the seashells, place them between your fingers to be used like chopsticks. Step two, using the two seashells, gently pull on feces to remove them from your posterior until bowels <laughs> have been completely emptied. Step three, using the third seashell, scrape away any fecal remnants from your posterior. And then step four, dispose of all three seashells in toilet and flush. So where are you getting these three seashells? Why you just use fucking paper? It's a bidet. It's like the Japanese bidet, the Totos, the ones that have like a fucking, it squirts soap in your ass. It squirts (laughs) the shit out of your ass with water. And then it dries it with like a blast air to your ass. Does it? Your assholes dry. That's what it does. There's three steps. But those three seashells, they're going to clog up the toilet. You can't flush seashells. No, you just press them. They're buttons. Okay. They're oh, just buttons oh, that you buttons. press. They're actually buttons and not you don't use them. I see. It's just like click, click, click. Uh, we had some good ideas at the beginning of the show. Bounce the bidet water off you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the now, movie would have picked up the seashells. and then, But at, they're, at that point, they're like next to the toilet. Like they're, like they're buttons. <laughs> it's, it's so great in the movie because they never explain it. And you're literally just left like, wait a minute. How do you use those three seashells? The other thing they uh, kind of drop is uh, the little subplot about his daughter. Marie keeps talking about his daughter, and then nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, they never go to that. Yeah, apparently they did. There may have been a cut scene where he finds her, and she she would have been older than him, and she would have been one of the scraps, one of the underground people with Dennis Leary. Uh, would so I don't know. Could make a sequel. It's a good idea. Dennis Leary also fun. Wrote all his rants, very Dennis Leary esque rants. I think he's the thing that pulls me out of the movie the most. Really? Yeah. Because he's just like not. He's, he's doing put, like a monologue. He's, doing a he's not acting yeah. like a yeah. guy. He's acting like Dennis Leary. And that's kind of like, I guess it's fine because it's a comedy, but like, it's just weird. 
I, I like the line where he's like, if I want to walk around jello, walk around naked with jello covered all over me, I want to do like he, where he yeah. just goes on. I like the monologue. Just the it's like, it's so, it, it just fits in with the whole tone of the movie. It's so Dennis Leary, though. Like, oh, I think the monologue is fine. It just feels out of place. But uh, yeah, I think that it was a little bit weird for him to be. I also think that he comes in too late in the f- the film. He should have been way earlier. Like I think they get to it the last. Yeah, you they see. finally get down there. Yeah. like in the last, and then the rest of it feels like Jesse Ventura's in there. There, yeah. So was there a cut scene? I believe he was supposed to fight Ventura. He was fight just, yeah, they cut. They, they cut, cut that out. I mean, they show him early on, like underground in the little periscope. So you're like, who the fuck is this guy? You get a little hint, and then it's just great how he goes down there and he sees. The reality of the situation, how everything up up above is all safe and sanitized and everyone's dressing the same way. Do you think that, that the world would change that much in 30 years, 36 years? Well, even the 96 version of the world that they showed us was, you know, exaggerated. Because we had cryogenics at 96 cryo prisons. We had. Well, that. no, but yeah, they predicted a lot of things. Well, they said that there was a big earthquake, too, that like, right. knocked in out 2010, a lot of the population. Right. Yeah, there was a 2010 earthquake. Um, you know, and interestingly enough, they had filmed those shots in L.A. just like right after the L.A. riots of 92. Wow. So the prediction of crime going down was obviously incorrect. Kind of went the other way. <laughs> but some of the other things uh, were prophetic. Like they got Zoom calls. He's doing a fucking Zoom call at this conference meeting, right? <laughs> I was like, holy shit, TV phones, right? But you got video phone screens. Uh, so many things that they kind of like. And then just like society and cancel culture and people being so polite and well, fake the, the guy the guy running everything i forget the character's Cocteau, name Cocteau, dr Cocteau. he wants to get rid of friendly because he wants to reorganize everything to even have a greater amount of control right so like he looks at him as a threat to you know similar like the kind of the cancel thing where they, they suppress this opinion on right. things because yeah. then they can act more control over the rest of society so there is like a there is like a nice under text a subtext here that can really be mined it's not like the the focal point of the movie the focal point of the movie is really three thing three people stallone uh snipes and sandra bullock like those three are like the things that the movie's kind of revolving around you have stallone being stallone snipes being the -the over-the-top joker-esque villain and then you have sandra bullock looking really good gorgeous Yeah, yeah and being this quirky character that's obsessed with the 20th century, throwing off these one-liners that are like literally made me laugh out loud every no, time she so. The, so what are some of the both. one-liners? She messes up 90s colloquialisms and it's hilarious. He, you really matched his meat. Yes. Oh, what did she say? He ma- he matched his meat. You really licked his ass. Licked his ass instead of kicked his ass. Let's go blow this guy <laughs> away. <laughs> Let's blow this guy away. That is so funny. She is adorable in this. I She's thought great. she did a good job. Like the obsession. It's a big break. Or that she got speed right after this. Yeah. It's like one of the big movies. Her obsession with the nineties is fantastic. And that whole sequence where she gets aroused after seeing him beat everybody up. And she's just like, John Spartan, do you want to have sex with me? And he has, <laughs> has no idea what the fuck's going to happen. He's like, he's like here yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah. And then he goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get it I like that. And then the line where she's like you can't even like she talks tells him you like kiss is outlaw kissing is, is outlaw and he's like, I was a good kisser underneath his breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, You are a savage. But like even that virtual cyber sex, like there's some that's very there's something like that now. There's some AI shit in there. Uh I don't know about that. sure. The, sure. The, <laughs> 
uh, that scene was hilarious and uh, it was crazy. But like, I don't know how they. It's so prophetic. Like, how much thought did they put into what would happen, or were they just fucking around? Like, imagine that, the, like, uh, Stallone wasn't in this movie, and the movie was actually about that dystopian world where the the super cleaned up. I mean, there's many books like that. There's like The Giver and all the other shit. But the the movie isn't as fun. I don't think yeah, the movie no. is as like the fact. I think the prophetic thing is a secondary outcome that gave the movie new life, but. The the movie rests on the fact that it's just almost a fun satire of of the world, but then also um, it's making fun of all those tropes in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, too. so it's like, it's it's hitting eighties action, nineties action movies. Right. It's it's like evolved nineties action. Or, you know, it's it's taken the baton from the eighties with Stallone, but then ramping up the the humor and poking fun at the the masculinity of those things. Right, exactly. It can and, be like, self satire, self parody, and satire. Yeah, it's, last it's action hero was doing that too. That's what yeah. everybody was. I think that's what the whole industry was doing at the time. It was like, all right, we did it. Now let's make fun of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you take yeah. you take the names that were those the big names of the eighties, and you throw them in those movies in the nineties that are making fun of themselves. So, are we going to be thinking in like 10, 15, 20 years that Thor: Love and Thunder was? The uh, Demolition Man or the <laughs> last actually, action hero of its time. I don't know. I don't know I don't if know. it's going to hold up the same way. That is a good question. Well, the thing is, like during when this movie came out, what was interesting is Stallone had come off of um, he was in a bad spot. He had the two comedies that really failed. And thanks this to Arnold, one, one of them. What's that? I thanks to Arnold Schwarzenegger who tricked him. Into right, right, right. He did Oscar in the Stopper. My mom will shoot. Right, that- right, right. So he does those two movies, but then he comes back. He kind of resurges his career with this one and hang and uh, cliffhanger while he takes the lead a little bit on Schwarzenegger because Schwarzenegger makes last, last action hero and everyone was disappointed in that movie. Yeah. And they were doing similar things. Yeah. That kid. Look, th- this is the, uh, the lesson that you learn. Um, usually Arnold um, has like a, a daughter that, that, um, that is a badass, and they do yeah. put that in the last action here, yeah. but they put that stupid kid in there. And uh, this movie has, instead of a stupid kid, has Sandra Bullock, and yeah. I think that's better. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, that kid was the... Was the thing that killed Last Action Hero? I think. What's What's funny too about those two movies, both coming out the same year, is Stallone in this movie makes a Schwarzenegger reference with the president. Yeah, Last Action Hero makes a Stallone reference oh, with, with him, him being, being the Terminator. Terminator. So yeah. this reference he makes because it's like there's a Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. He was president again, prophet- prophetic. Ten years after this movie comes out, Arnold becomes a fucking governor. Of California and almost has flower, yeah. Almost has an Arnold Amendment. It doesn't go through, but they were they were batting it around for a while, which was gonna was gonna you didn't have to be U.S. born to be like in the Senate or something. Uh, so that's crazy. So they're having fun with each other, yeah. And uh, I also love how 20th century com- commercial jingles are music in in <laughs> the future. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Silly. Him and her, Bullock and Benjamin Bratt singing that song. The Armor Hot Dog song. There's that one. <laughs> Armor Hot Dogs. And he's like. Benjamin Bratt just, he pulled off that character. Oh my Everybody God. was trying. Everybody yeah. was really trying in this movie. Everyone had like very good uh, comedic chops yeah, yeah, in this yeah, entire yeah. movie. They were goofy. I mean, I also appreciate the allusions to Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, which there's a lot of, which that book deals with like programming and conditioning. How he got conditioned, they're conditioning the inmates in the freezer. He knows how to knit 
All he wants to do is be a seamstress. Oh, I wrote that down too. It's like weird. Him, him being a seamstress. Yes. It's, it's fucking. I laughed out loud when he's just casually knitting as he's watching the TV. <laughs> he's, yes, he's wrapping the, the yarn around his arm. And he knits. He knits. Uh, he made her. He, a knit? he made her. He a knits sweater. her sweater. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck. He's like, I made you this. Makes her a sweater. Oh, and, and then uh, there's like a hole in one of the clothing. And he's like, I can fix it. Like, I can fix it later. All I need <laughs> yes. is a needle and a thread. Yes. And then he's like, Why the hell? Like he says something along. Like, did I just say that? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that part's great all the swearing is great in the beginning where cyber phoenix is like oh i'll tell you where the hostages are they are fuck you it just says fuck you and then the guy goes be well to stallone and he goes be fucked it's fucking fantastic <laughs> there's a lot of simon says in that yeah, one. yeah simon didn't say simon say, he eats a rat burger which is that's a great scene too because he just wants meat so badly the, the, the girl's looking like frida Kahlo. she did look like frida Kahlo with the unibrow a little bit down there <laughs> so it happens when you live underground well, it did seem like it, fun. Down much, there. much goofier than I remember as a kid. I'm like, this movie's like a kick-ass fucking movie. And then I watched it the other night. and I'm like, there's not as much action as I thought there would be in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and it's not. There's like a there's some implied brutal violence, but it's not all that violent either. It's not. Well, uh, uh, maybe not. But like, I still enjoy a lot of this uh, action. First of all, the explosion, oh, yeah. the exploding building in the beginning. Oh, that's great! That's one of the best right, scenes got, ever. Okay. You open the movie with Stallone bungee jumping out of a oh, fucking the helicopter. The bungee jump stunt is fantastic. Then that fucking building, that huge fucking warehouse explodes yeah, for real. They, yeah, they real, took a yep. they they took a building down that was going to be demolished. Yep. Yeah, that shit was fucking awesome. Then uh, you know Wesley Snipes, of course, he busts out of prison. That's fun. His scene then with the cops the, is pretty good. Where he takes his scene with the, the cops, cops where he beats the shit out of the cops yeah, is that's great. Fun. That's funny. And then my favorite part is when he's in the museum and for some reason, all of the weapons are loaded and they work <laughs> and um, some dude, he, he's trying to fucking break the thing. And some dude walks in and <laughs> like, he's like, how much do you weigh? He, he just throws him great. through the window. So and then two other guys show up like, what's up? And he just like shoots him with a shotgun, like blows him away. <laughs> he uses the fucking old cannon, like right? There's cannonballs there. It shoots oh, yeah. him through the wall and well, shit. There, there's one guy just like, walking and he like walks up behind him and slams his head up against the wall just for fun yeah <laughs> that was that, that there is some that, good action i mean that's with, humorous when they fall into the pit with yeah the, like the recreated uh, no, no, uh earthquake scene yeah. and the, there's like uh the fire hydrants going off and then it there you're, you're right i mean it's one of the best villain kills you'll ever have and wesley snipes gets yes. frozen yes snipe uh, stallone jumps on like a a a, like a circular rotating thing and kicks his head off the head, head and, then it, and it explodes into a million pieces. It's fucking great. Yeah. The, but then that movie, there's like lasers and shit. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of shit. And in the beginning of the movie, Wesley Snipes says he loses his head if he wasn't attached to him. Oh, oh he does yeah. Say that. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the payback. So it comes full circle. In oh, the wow. End. I didn't catch that. He does say that. Yeah. Yeah, there so, is good action. There, I mean, there. Don't get me wrong. There is good action. It's just I remember. I, I thought it was a, like a more of a kick-ass movie, and to no, me, it, the movie leans not. more comedic. Comedic. It's kind of like a weird blend. It's yeah. got some sci-fi in there. It's got satire. It's funny, but then there's action. So it's got like a little bit of everything. There's um, some serious shit, like when they they go to dinner and Taco Bell, and he tells them, like, "I was I I saw everything for thirty six years. I was not asleep. I was like, oh fuck, that's fucked up." He's like, "I saw my wife come and go." Oh, yeah. And they thought they couldn't feel. Did you catch at the end when he's releasing all the prisoners? He goes, 
Jeff Dahmer, he's still around. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking so I haven't been, And I was like, I just watched Dahmer and they're fucking unfreezing Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh this, my that would have been at the height of like Jeffrey Dahmer and fucking shit. It was just happening still. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think of uh, what I enjoyed about the like the Stallone Snipes face off is Stallone it, they 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 emphasize that Snipes is more like martial arts based so he's like throwing kicks and shit right and Stallone is more that like that powerhouse so yeah. I, I like the dichotomy he and punches styles, a but, lot in the side yeah yeah he's doing his boxing thing. yeah right I mean I don't know when when this movie came out I was five years old so i have no (laughs) frame of reference of like what it meant to see stallone and snipes in a movie but you guys are considerably older no maybe not considerably older but you're older that's pretty huge what what did that yeah what when a movie with snipes and stallone came out at 93 was this a big deal where people were like whoa these two fucking guys in a movie usually like in a movie especially like these action movies like the final bad guy is usually um like some some twerp, yeah. yeah. And so you have a like the main bad guy is like is Wesley Snipes. It's like equal to to Stallone in like every way, and an action hero in his own right. So mm-hmm. like it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's like it's almost like having like uh you know uh I'm not gonna say like like almost like uh Tango and Cash, where you, but they're against each other. Mm-hmm. Like these two fucking people who can carry their own films, but they're like enemies in a movie. I don't know. When's the last time you saw that? Like really at that time, like now it's common. Like, but, um, but it was like you said, it was like the old eighties and the nineties action stars kind of meeting and right. passing it on Here, How about this? Originally Seagal had been attached. I heard. And, I saw that. And Van Damme had been offered the part of Simon Phoenix. You had had, <laughs> Seagal and Van Damme in this. I don't know if that was that would work. Stallone. Well, that would have been a, the, everyone. Those were the two guys. Yeah, of the two. You know, next guys. People want. People were debating who was the better like martial arts action hero at that time. Again, that would be like the next tier down, right? This is the tier right. above. This and, is yeah. This is a tier. And then Stallone wanted Jackie Chan to play Simon too, yeah. Phoenix, and and Jackie Chan's like, I don't want to play a bad guy, and it would have been. I that would have been horribly bad casting. I wouldn't buy. Well, they and but the thing is, they they threw in a Jackie Chan reference. That's right. That's to right. To honor the fact that they still were that they want like that he was supposed to be in the movie because Sandra Bullock's character knows all this kung fu and he, she asks her. Oh, that's oh, right. He, she knew that. That's and right. She, she says, "I watch a lot of Jackie Chan movies." So yeah, he's very self referential in that. Yeah, it's it, acknowledge. They even at one point call Stallone or call him Rambo. Like they're yeah they're, they're just fully acknowledging the genre with they got the, the weapon poster in, up in the yeah. apartment yeah and, yep. And, yep. In yep the office in their, or whatever. In their office yeah there's tons of nineties crap uh in in her apartment very very self aware movie and then I don't know, I, I, yeah I, I just uh, every time I watch it I'm always surprised at how like right even right now like with the way things are with like people have to watch what they say and yeah. we're trying to move to this different different way of being and like trying to do no harm and, and blah 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 it, it's just very interesting to see like someone like people have been thinking about this for a long time this kind of utopian view of the world and and it's and they're sitting there saying in this movie that okay there's going to be an underground of people who disagree and they're going to always be at odds yeah. and that's kind of true and it's kind of what's happening now right you're going to give up 
certain liberties for freedoms. We have cell phones that fucking track us like they're fucking microchips. But you have these two sides of society, safe kind of sanitized version. And then other people who are like, this is what's really going on. It's crazy. It is crazy how we look at today, uh, how it reflects. Lori Petty also was going to be cast as uh, the girl. But I think Sandra Bullock is much better. You know, you know what the weird thing choice. about this movie is uh, also that Judge Dredd is very, very similar like in look to this movie. Yeah, he does that a few <laughs> years after this movie. So if you like pop on Judge Dredd, you might think you're watching Demolition Man for some <laughs> reason. But and, and Schneider's in it. Oh, he's and in that one too. That's in right. black police uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, so it is very similar. But then you have things that are weird and don't hold up, like when Simon Phoenix makes fun of those Asian people and they're walking by. Yeah, but oh, that's yeah. perfect for yeah, him. Like it it, he's of he's his a time, villain, right? And he's a, he's a fucking homicide. So he kills people. That's fine, yeah. but you can't make you, fun of their accent. Say, yeah, you know, like yeah, but no, he's, a bad guy. he's he's a bad doing guy. he's doing terrible things. Yeah, he's a, just a murderer. He just wants weapons. He's been One of my other favorite lines is going back to the knitting thing is. Uh, Stallone's complaining about how Snipes is, or Simon Phoenix has been programmed with all the criminal shit, and he gets programmed with sewing. He's like, and I'm and I'm Betsy fucking Ross. I'm Betsy fucking Ross. <laughs> uh, and yeah, how like all, in the future everyone's wearing like Japanese kimonos, like all the elite. A lot of appropriation. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, there, Otho from Beetlejuice is in there. Oh, that's well. Otho. That's his name. I couldn't remember. Yes, Otho is the the. His, his, the only two movies he was ever his, in. His uh, right-hand man, Cocteau's uh, assistant, dude. Uh, but the three seashells will always... Glenn Shaddix. Glenn Shaddix. That's uh, Otho, right? That's the big yep. guy. Uh, the, in May of 2020, apparently Stallone said on his Instagram that Demolition 2 is on the way. No way. Apparently he's working <laughs> on it with Warner Brothers... Uh, but that was two years ago. It's the last I could find about anything. You could yeah, do well, something. Ninety three. There was a sequel planned for ninety five. Okay. Then in two thousand six, he said he wanted to make a sequel, but said the ship ship had sailed. And then May of twenty twenty, he said a sequel is in development. They want Meryl Streep to play his daughter. What? <laughs> Meryl Streep to play <laughs> Spartan's daughter. Oh my god! Are you serious? That, that that's one of the things they threw out there. Oh, no. uh, Joel Silver had that idea. Uh, but I don't know. You could do some deep faking with Stallone. Maybe uh, you can do it. I don't know how you do it now. He's, or he's the old, he's in charge of everything and you got new guys. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It'd be tough. That'd be a tough, that's a tough sell. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the movie is the way it is, is great. Uh, I don't know if you need to revisit this. Any other. Any other things? I just think it's yeah, I, it is what it is, and you don't need to remake it. I just love uh, besides Stallone and Snipes. I just think Sandra Bullock is just so cute. She's adorable, and she looks great in Speed too, right? Like right after this, yeah, is right after this, when she got hot uh, and got a lot. Of what movies. the one thing that I didn't notice though is that uh, I think Stallone is forty. Six. Seven in this movie? Yeah, did their relationship seem a little weird? Yeah, and Sandra Bullock is 20, and when she filmed this movie, she's 29. Oh. And oh. I, I read somewhere that there were test audiences watching the film, and when they had the, the scene where they were about to have sex, yeah. 
people were confused and thought that Stallone was about to bang his daughter. They thought that the reveal was <laughs> that, that Sandra Bullock's daughter. daughter. That, yeah. Yes, I can see that. So people were really like turned off by that scene. He seemed a little bit too old for her, maybe. He's 18 years old. Uh, yeah, so. that's... that's in, 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 the, in real life. Yeah, that's... But they play him... They, they throw a reference in there where she's like, he's been uh, asleep for 32 years or 36 years. Like, I did the math... And they're playing him off as he's like thirty five or thirty six. Oh, yeah. No, it's I mean he still, looks great. He doesn't he look like a forty seven year old man. No, but he did. But he's forty seven. Yeah, he looked a little bit too. Uh, so that fight scene with the cops that they had to film that in one afternoon because they they didn't have time to stop the traffic. This dude, those cars. That was a GM ultralight concept car. Yeah, they went to GM and they gave them all their concept yeah. cars that they were standing in their garage. They, like those cars are kind of cool, and like the whole the self driving thing makes me think of like the Teslas now, and kind of what the Tesla looks like. That car is dope. Uh, that was all also prophetic. Yeah, self driving. Yeah, like it's so many things that they fucking predicted. Um, and then there was another note I saw here that if you notice, Wesley Snipes is always he's never standing still because he just couldn't stand still, and the guy had to like block around it, like he was constantly moving. And fidgeting. So uh, this place, this takes place in like California, San, San Angeles, San Angeles. Yeah, so, so it doesn't really mention the rest of the world, which I always thought that was very strange. Yeah. Uh, like it was like this all of a sudden this this place that ex- a country that existed unto itself, and I, I thought that that was weird. I and think it, it was implied that the earthquake like fucked killed everybody. And, yeah, and that's yeah. the only place that's left. That yeah, makes yeah. no sense. They but, combined okay. the three cities or whatever. Uh, um. Also, it's like 2030-something. 32. Yes. 32, yep. So, like, that's not too far from I was going to that, that crossed my mind. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> that's like 10 years. They made that movie like, whoa, that's way in the future. And we're watching this <laughs> in 2022. Like, that shit that ain't that far away. Oh, my God. And watching this in 2032 is going to be very I strange. can totally see it. That's, a, like, the trajectory that we're going on is, like, editing, like, like kind of being very puritanical yeah. and, like, you know, getting away from all kinds of vices and shit. It's definitely. You happening. think the, the 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 divide, the gap will get bigger and more, uh, more separate and more polite. I don't know. I have no idea. I can't tell what people are doing. <laughs> like, I mean, I, we, know, I never would have predicted that we we're going to be here. I thought we were in the nineties that we were like b- breaking the doors on all the barriers and just letting everybody's fucking shit go. And let it, you could say whatever the fuck you want and do whatever the hell you want as long as I you mean there was anybody. a time deep in the pandemic where you were just like oh we're never gonna shake hands anymore I guess okay it's fine we'll do silly things like I really thought it was never coming back uh but it has yeah so not quite there all right good stuff fun movie let's rate this movie Anthony what would you give of this movie I would rate this a solid seven out of ten I think I. Gave True Lies seven out of ten. Yeah, and yeah. I think I whatever I gave True Lies, I'm giving this. I think they're both about equal movies. Both very similar. A lot of over the top action movies that are aware that they're in a genre that's been happening now for over a decade, and they got to like change it up a little bit and be aware of that. So interesting role for Stallone. Fun to see him against Snipes. Sandra Bullock's a fox. Funny lines. Not not the. Not a you know not an all timer in my opinion, but a very very solid action film, especially in the nineties. So, one of was was one of my favorites as a kid, and still enjoyed it as an adult. Yeah, I had a good time with it. I would also give it a seven. It is a very unique movie for its time and for now. And watching it back now is pretty crazy. 
I love all the fucking prophetic shit and the stuff they try to uh, uh, predict that, uh, and half of them came through. So yeah, no, very fun. Wesley Snipes is great. Seven rugs. What do you give it? Oh, it's a seven, seven all the way. Um, it's not Stallone's best movie, but it's one of the ones I like to watch. Uh, when I, if I catch it on, I'll watch this one as well as, as Rocky movies and stuff like that. So yeah, murder, death, kills how, all over. The how place. far do you think it'll get in the tournament? That's the follow. up Depends on what it's up against because it, <laughs> it it's got advantages in the fun department that a lot of movies don't have. But there's a in the action department, and it's going to get beat by couple of things i don't know this there's one. a couple of great action films yeah there's some, good, yeah. There's some yeah. good action and scenes in it, this there there are it's not gonna go in the, it's not gonna go against top tier action 90s i say it makes it two rounds maybe well if it may run you gotta do the math there oh if it only, makes it two rounds that means it's gonna be in the elite eight fuck uh mm, maybe it makes <laughs> you realize it there's 32. Yeah. It's 32 if it makes it one round it's 16 if it makes another it's eight i say it makes it to 16 yeah. maybe and that's as far as it goes uh, I know the matchup, so I'm just it's like over the, here. It's just like the World smiling. Cup. Everybody. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> there's, there's so many movies, too. We could have done another 10, no problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was hard staying at, at 32. I can't wait. That's going to be fun. All right, good stuff. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time, it's time for, for news, news from, from the, the nation. nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> was that you? Was no, that it Rex? It's dang. Who else it's is it gonna be? Yeah, what, what, you act surprised. Like well, that you happened. were doing the whole sound bite. I thought you did the fart oh. too. I was confused Burp. for a second. Uh, I got one thing in news from the nation. It's from our buddy Blake Braden. Mm-hmm. He posts a screenshot of his watch list of movies saying, looking for a recommendation from the nation on which of these movies I should watch. It doesn't say watch first or what order, just what I should watch. So real quick, I'm just going to read the titles of these movies and then we're going to go back and real quick comment on, or you guys can pick one out and then we'll go back. The movies in his watch list right now, Menace to, it's a very eclectic random list. Menace to Society, Clueless, Living in Oblivion, The Fisher King, In the Mouth of Madness, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Total Recall, Army of Darkness, Jacob's Ladder, King of New York, Bad Lieutenant, Quiz Show, Donnie Brasco, Contact, The Addams Family, Leaving Las Vegas, Candyman, Dark City, Pump Up the Volume, Bringing Out the Dead. Now, I'm assuming he has not seen any of these movies, so... To you guys, if you had to pick one to watch first. Jesus, there's a lot of slit your wrist movies on here. <laughs> there are a lot of depressing movies and some comedies and some yeah. dark movies. It is a, it's a fun list. Well, Rugs made me watch The Fisher King. That was the first the one that Fisher popped in The Fisher King is a fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah, it's Robin a fantastic Williams, film, Jeff but you got to be ready for that kind of shit. It is it's about gonna be a weird experience. And yes, it's going to touch you in weird places, but it's also going to be strange, and you're going to be like, what the fuck am I watching? And I would say to Blake, if you've not seen Total Recall, catch up on that one, because that is in our 90s action tournament. I it's think the most, the most fun movie is is Army of Darkness. Like, yeah. Just straight up fun, Army of Darkness. If you want to be depressed, watch Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las you, Vegas is amazing. If you want to be mind fucked, watch Dark City. Dark City's fantastic. Sci-fi. If you want a good mobster thing, watch Donnie Brasco. If you just want good acting and beautiful sets and locations, the talented Mr. Ripley. I remember we 
Reviewed that. Really yeah. good. I was surprised how good that was. And um, if you want to see uh, fucked up shit, Menace to Society and Bad Lieutenant are tied for tied for well, that. Well, if you like Boys in the Hood or Juice, uh, Menace to yeah. Society is you got to watch with those 90s fucking. I mean, you're educating movies. me because I haven't seen a lot of these movies. Jacob's yeah. Ladder is kind of a horror mind fuck movie that's disturbing about uh, Vietnam vets and Agent Orange. If you want to see Christopher Walken dance, King of New King York. King of New York. Also, that's the line. <laughs> Isn't that the movie with the line from uh, Lawrence Fishburne where he gives him the briefcase full of tampons? Yeah. And he goes, what are these for? And he goes, the bullet holes, motherfucker. And then just shoots him. It's fucking, yeah. That's fantastic. As, a, as an adult, I would choose Clueless. And here's why. Because I watched Clueless a lot as a kid. And it, I liked it as a kid. But I feel like I'd have a different vibe watching it now. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a fun it's a fun movie and of its time also. Um, uh, it, it, quiz show is like Oscar worthy movie, but it's kind of boring. Like I I would I don't yeah know you want to be one. bored watch quiz yeah. quiz show want to see Harvey Keitel just be a fucking lunatic. Let's not sleep on Contact. That's in a fucking amazing film. Contact is an amazing sci fi movie with Jodie Foster. I Absolutely. think you guys have really helped him because you just named every all movie on well, it. It all depends on it all depends on your mood. Yeah. I'm just saying if you want it, the best action movie on here is Total Recall. And um the f- the most fun movies probably Army of Darkness or Clueless. But then if you're into like the 80s uh, like uh era of those young stars, pump up the volume Christian Slater uh you know when like when the writer was hot and Heathers and all that shit was coming out. Uh, all right, so just pick one. Let's pick one, Imran, and you'll pick one. Let's all pick one. Oh, man, one. the original Adams Family, too, is very good. I'm going to say Total Recall. That, that's what jumped out at me. I was like, if you've not seen what Total Recall. What do you think, Recall, Anthony? What would you pick just out of, on a blind pick? Clueless. Okay. Clueless. I'm going to say Dark City, and that's that. All right. Those are, these are all very different movies. but uh, Very eclectic ho- list. Hopefully the nation helped you out, Blake Braden. All hey. right. Tell us who you picked. <laughs> Tell us what you watched if you watched all of them. And and review it real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. I want to I hear A couple sentences. Yeah. Send in some audio. Uh, let's finish up with what are we watching. Anthony, apparently you actually watched some shit this week. I watched some shit this oh. week because I don't know if we you know this, but we have a 90s tournament that hopefully is scheduled and goes off without a hitch. Yes. End of this month. Hopefully. You know, Next if, if uh, people show up, um, you know. Looking at you, Rugs and Bilotti. Uh, anyways, I, I, in preparation for this, I watched two movies okay. that I needed to watch. Yeah. One was Total Recall. Oh, shit. You watched the Total Recall. I, I haven't seen Total Recall in a long time. Yeah. And when I saw it as a kid, it you know obviously didn't make a lot of sense for me. Yeah. It was slightly horrific. Yeah. <laughs> with them falling into Mars and their faces kind of going right. nuts. Yeah. Um, really fun Interesting Verhoeven, Schwarzenegger, just a lot of different things going on in that movie. I I, I truly enjoyed it though. I thought it was yeah, it was it's really very good. enjoyable. Yeah, with the, with the robot goes, get ready for a surprise. Oh like yeah, a lady as he comes yeah, out of the bed. She's just like two weeks, two weeks, two. She just like he she he starts um she starts like uh, glitching, yeah. glitching, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's just Schwarzenegger it's, underneath. It's so creepy. It's such a Verhoeven's such a fucking madman. Yeah, it's like super violent. And my favorite line again is still, "You have what you want, give the people the air." <laughs> but they're like, "Oh, Hagen, I'm you. You're me. No, I'm you. Who are you? I'm you." <laughs> Just Arnold, confused <laughs> who he is. It's great. I don't know if it's. I, I almost was like, "Is this better than RoboCop?" 
In some ways mm. it is, but although I like RoboCop, I think I like RoboCop just a little more. Yeah, it, it, it's a tough one, uh, but they're both great. Like, I think RoboCop works better because Arnold's not in it. It's more palatable for a lot of people. Yeah, because then you don't worry about, as I said, sometimes the star, like being a big star like Arnold gets in the way of like what's actually going on in the story, mm-hmm. which is kind of really cool mm-hmm. and uh, a satire. Well, what I like, though, is like similar to some of these other movies we just talked about. I liked that Ro- like Arnold was like, I'm going to go into a, a role that people will think is just a straight up action movie and yeah. it's not. Yeah. No. I like that he was choosing fun different things at that time. Yeah, it's a pretty like it, smart it shows that he was he was trying to get out of just being commando, Arnold. Yeah, he's like I'm going to be an agent in, the, in the, for a couple of other movies, secret <laughs> agent. So I, I watched that and the next movie I watched was Navy Seals. Oh shit! You saw the. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta know what I have to watch. This. All, all I well, I, I can say a lot, but the first thing I gotta say is I, I have no idea why the hell Bellotti fought so hard to get this in the tournament. <laughs> Probably one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time. Oh my! I'm not looking it forward never, to watching it. It never, it never won you over, huh? No, it, it definitely did not. I mean, there, in the beginning, it was a little okay, but it's like a weird mix of Delta Force and. Um, Top Gun. Yeah, but the movie's just so boring. It's, first <laughs> off, it's two hours. Oh God, it's two hours. It's it just never really grabs you. The middle, it just kind of dies. It's a super patriotic movie, but I don't know. I I I really question why Bellotti this fought thing, so hard to get this in the tournament. This thing can't make it out of the first round unless Bellotti. Oh, it's awful. Unless Bellotti really <laughs> petitions for it. It changes it's bad. <laughs> I remember Ruggs saying he watched it a, a, maybe a month or two ago and saying that it was just kind of there, but I thought it was bad. No, I, I did not think it was terrible, but I thought it was, I was like, oh, they actually tried to make a movie. They spent money on it. They, uh, you know, it wasn't like, a, I thought it was going to be like a straight up B movie, mm-hmm. but it was actually like, a, like a, they were trying to do a Top Gun type movie. Yeah. yeah. But they, they just went awry. But, yeah. um. Yeah, it was a strange movie. I mean, yeah, you're right. They right off the bat, there's a big carrier ship, and I'm going, oh, they 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 threw money into this. Yeah, there's a ship. It's good. This might be good. And then you see the cast, you're like, oh, Charlie Sheen and yeah, all Michael the guys Bean in the 80s movies, yeah. Bill Paxton and Rick Rossovich. Bill Paxton is like hardly in the movie, which oh, is strange man. that you even yeah. cast him. And uh, Charlie Sheen is just an asshole. Like he's not even a likable character. At one no, point, he gets his partner sucks. killed. He's just playing himself. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, he's just... Uh, he tries the to fuck the, middle the girl. Dies. Yeah, the, he tries there's to fuck a random, the girl. Yeah, he tries to fuck the, <laughs> he tries to fuck the love interest. and Yeah. Just, uh, tries the, to the, 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 the um, Michael Bean's character has this moment where he's very upset because one of their, their uh, people in the, in the Navy SEALs crew dies. I forgot what that guy's name is. The guy that played uh, the Cuban pitcher in Major League. Uh, uh, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. He's a, he's a he's a good actor, but anyways, that character spoiler alert dies, and Michael Bean's character is like all upset, and he like rips apart his apartment, and this lady that he's been like kind of flirting with, a reporter comes to his apartment, sees that like everything's all fucked up, and she's like more in Abern with him, which would be like <laughs> it makes no sense. It'd be like oh my god, this guy's a psychopath. I'm never coming back. Yeah, like again. whoa. And she instead she's like wants to get in his pants. Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. That's Val Kilmer's wife, by the way. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Val Kilmer. Yeah, that is Joanne Whaley Kilmer. Joanne Whaley. That's right. Dennis Haysbert is the actor. Oh, Dennis Haysbert is great. He was on 24. He's in the movie, yeah. His wife is the girl, the white, the lady that plays, um, what's the guy's, Miles in uh, Terminator 2, the black guy. Oh, yeah. He, he, she's the, she's the wife of that guy in that movie, too. But yeah, Navy SEALs. I was literally looking at my phone the whole time, like, when is this fucking thing going to oh, end? Oh, God, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Pilate. Don't know why you like this one so much. Wow. Maybe you could explain. Mm. I still got to watch that one. If I got a few weeks. Yeah, you, you have to watch. Oh, God. Very patriotic. Yeah. A lot of... Uh, there, there's a scene in the middle where they just literally cut to Navy SEALs just training. And it's like, this is a, just a recruitment scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. I wonder how much the Army had influence. Or the Navy Probably SEALs had the government had actual... Right, well, uh, I don't know if why they would. Then they they put the the team that plays the Navy SEALs portrays the Navy SEALs like complete jackasses. Because that's yeah. a that's a badass role. You want to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> they they recreate. I'll just say this: they recreate the Top Gun volleyball scene uh-huh, with, in a different sport. Okay, of course it's a different sport. What is it? Softball. I'll no. watch. Oh my god! Is no, it basketball? I, I hope not. Is it no. pickleball? No, you'll, no. you'll it's, see. Okay, it's soccer, isn't it? World Cup. You'll see. You'll see. So those are the two I've watched. Okay, good. You're catching up. I gotta, yeah. That's gonna be fun. I need to watch some more. Um, I caught that Willow show on Disney Plus. Is it any good? Mad Modigan. Uh, it's okay. I there, it premiered. That's a no. Yeah, it premiered That's with two no. episodes. There's a third one. Here's the thing. It looks great. Uh, but it's kind of boring. Uh, and you know, it's set in a fantasy world. So a lot of the characters, they got like British accents and they're speaking fantasy type language. It's great. Except all the young kids speak in modern day vernacular. Like there's characters are saying the word like in this. And it kind of like totally takes you out of the thing. Doesn't make sense. Get the fuck out of here. Doesn't. Oh, I have that here. Willow doesn't show up. Fuck that show. Willow doesn't show up until like the second episode. And it's not really even about him. And I think I'm not going to be watching any more episodes of the Willow. I, 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 again. I get it. It's the whole thing is about. Remember Elora, De- Elora Dan, and I have to protect Elora. Yeah, the baby. Now it's I throw my hair back and forth. So that's <laughs> that's the other Willow is the, the other Willow. So yeah. she's all like grown up and the mystery is like, who's Alora and you still got to protect her. And uh, it's okay. It's just, it's fine. You can skip it. That's right. Skip that shit. Uh, the other thing I watched, speaking of the World Cup, the show Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. Have you guys heard about this? I watched it. Oh, my. I, told you, to I told you about it. Welcome to your rectum. Doctor, Welcome to your rectum. Doctor yeah. said rectum. It nearly killed him. No, it's, it's good. Yeah, tell them about that show. I watched. I've, I'm halfway through. It's 16. Oh, uh, I'm done. 16 yeah. half hour episodes. Basically, Anthony, if you haven't heard, it's the docu series about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia buying a soccer team, the Wrexham Football Club, and running it. It's like a real life Ted Lasso. Okay. Uh, but it's really it's fascinating. You learn a lot about soccer. You learn a lot about Wales and the Welsh. And these two guys are very genuine. They're very funny. Uh, they had not met in person until after they like bought the club. They were just doing Zoom calls. And uh, Ryan uh, has the money and Rob wanted to buy this team. And it's all about them rebuilding and the team sucks. And just the fact that in soccer, you can like get demoted out of your league and promoted into another league is crazy. That is a crazy way to run a sports league. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's fascinating, and the, the drama is there. And I watched some of the World Cup shit here and there. It was pretty exciting. But I'm really enjoying Welcome to Wrexham. I'm going to watch the rest I of li- it. I like that show. It's fun. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. It's, got, it's got some... Uh, it's got some humor. There's some, you know, some shows. It's like sometimes they veer off into like the 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 Rob and Ryan Reynolds show. Yeah, a couple of the episodes they do like a little. They do some shticks and stuff. But uh, it's cool because you get to know the team, and you know, and you get town, to know all the players in the, the town. Yeah. And you feel like you kind of. It's a nice dose of reality, and you kind of. I wish they could do more of this stuff. In other places, it'd yeah. be nice. And I didn't know, like, that field they play in is the oldest international field in use. It's been around for 180 years. Yeah. In use, which is wild. So, fascinating shit. Great story. Uh, and the guys are charming. So, yeah, enjoying it. You should check it out if you like the soccer. Most definitely. Uh, Rugs, you watch anything? I watched that train movie. Uh, Bullet Train? Yeah. What did you How's think? That? It was uh, it was all right. It was good. It was fun. It was a little long. It's a little long, right? It gets a little convoluted at the yeah, end. And I'm it, like, wait little, a minute. Yeah, the it's fuck's a happening? little convoluted. But uh, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was like, oh, I got some time. I could watch a movie. And I like threw it on. And I was like, you know, I was like into it the whole time. I wasn't like checking my watch or anything. It was good. Michael Shannon's great. There's some badass fucking sword fight scenes and crazy contrived action yeah i mean is is it the best movie uh i, I expected more from it was david leach david leach directing yeah me too i, like I expected a little, a little more yeah. but um it was uh, it was pretty good it's worth it a fun. spin if you got time but throw it on yeah uh yeah and then i watched the princess bride again oh really the old one yeah my name is yeah. the one with andre the giant yes yes wow my name is indingo montoya you kill my father my father. Why'd you watch that? Have fun storming the castle. I don't know. It was just on, and I just like left it on. Is it still was, good? Is it good? I haven't watched The Princess Bride in a very long I time. I feel like that movie uh, holds I, my up. My favorite part of The Princess Bride is Fred Savage yelling at his grandfather. <laughs> Peter Falk the whole time. Yeah, whenever yeah. he's like, what? he just interjects into them. Like, and, and then like Peter Falk gives him this look like, hey, you want me to read this or not? And he's like, all right, is there going to be more kissing in it? It's one of those it's one of those timeless comedies though, right? Kind of like that always holds up and it harkens back to some like Mel Brooks shit and some of the great comedies. Uh I still I still think it holds up and it's really funny. Great and great great cast and performances. I mean, I don't understand the plot of the movie like uh the prince wants to marry this this woman so he could kill her. Is that what it's about? Yeah, he wants to kill her to start a war with some some place. Oh shit! All I remember about the Princess Bride as a kid was I watched it. And I went, I literally as a kid, I watched it and went, I don't know if I like this movie. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I, I didn't get it as a kid. I was like, what the hell? It's a kind stupid. Of talking movie. as if I was a kid. I it's don't a get stupid. This movie. It's a stupid movie. Uh, <laughs> but it's made by fucking some great people, like Norman Lear's involved. Yeah. And who directed that? Was that uh, Ron Carl Reiner? Oh, Carl Reiner. Yeah, yeah. Rob Reiner. Yeah, oh, yeah. wait, no, that's he Rob Reiner. Rob, Rob, Rob Reiner. Reiner. Oh, Rob Reiner. Yeah, he did. Rob Reiner. Not so, Carl. yeah, there's like a lot. Of, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, Hollywood elites involved in that shit. Rob Reiner's a fucking good director, too. Whatever happened to Carrie Always? He was a thing for a second. Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of things that were just on, I also I caught speaking of Cameron and all the movies, uh, Titanic. I caught the like. What the, the hell? You watched Titanic? It was uh, well. So I was telling you earlier. You sat down for three and a half no, hours. No, and watched no, that no. Movie? First of all, okay. the you don't have to watch anything until the boat hits the fucking iceberg and water starts. You could. Well, fast then you forward. didn't watch Titanic. You, I, it's, I caught it on TV and it was already the water was rushing in. I was like, oh, this is where the good part starts. I'm not going to watch it just because like of Avatar and we watch True Lies. I was like, let me see this. And really the fucking those boat effects and the models he built and when the thing tips up is fucking crazy. It still looks amazing. And they're falling off the fucking boat. Uh, it's uh, the in the little miniatures where the water is gushing through. Like it's I was like, how the fuck did he film this? This is crazy. It's had to be the biggest fucking tank in the studio ever to film this shit. I remember what I remember about Titanic was that it was just literally pun intended a Titanic of a film because yeah. as I was what nine ten I remember first off it was in the movie theaters forever for like a year over a year yeah. I think and I, all I remember was just how much the girls in my in my grade would yeah. just be like fawning over Leo yeah and be like going to after school going and seeing the movie. Oh yeah, Leo, people saw it like ten times. Yeah, Leo was like Leo and Kate Winslet to a certain extent too, but Leo was became the biggest star in the world, like the biggest heartthrob ever yep, yep, because that of was, that fucking yep, movie. That was uh, that was his big breakthrough there. Uh, the movie stayed in theaters for nearly a year, which is crazy. Wow, but it's still visually again. You don't need to watch the first half of the movie. Billy Zane is also ridiculous. It's just was that a toupee? What was with his hair? Look weird. Uh, but you just fast forward through until the boat hits the fucking iceberg and watch the second half, first half, whatever. You don't need, you don't need any of that. And there was room on the fucking uh, door for Jack Rose. Why don't you fucking pull him up? Yeah, that was a yeah, weird choice a for him bitch. to make. Why didn't she go like, okay, maybe I'll get in the water now and you can get in the, you know, you can lean on the door a little bit and then we'll switch. But she's just like, no, fuck you. Like, you could be You'll okay, survive right, in the, the yeah. negative degree cold water. Yeah, you don't die of hypothermia, idiot. <laughs> but man, that scene when the scene when the boat goes down and it sucks everybody in, and oh, he's it's like, so good. "You got to jump, otherwise you're gonna get sucked in." That was fucking crazy. That was really. I, mean, it, it, I remember that vividly. I remember the band playing while yep, the waters yep, come in. Yep, I remember then, the old man like huddling his wife as the waters yep. fucking rising. Like, there's so many good iconic scenes in there, and the, he does such a good job of filming that in a way that you go oh my god that's really how it would have felt yeah this is fucking nightmarish follow, yeah you follow all the action the captain just goes and gets why the people falling when the thing goes vertical just oh, yeah. falling to their death and hitting it's a, things. Fu- it's a fucking great movie it's, it's very good the second part first half is boring i think the first i think the whole movie's great okay the- i haven't sat down and watched it in, in like in, in in its entirety but i think the whole movie although it's made fun of because they they take a tragedy and they make a love story out of it. And yeah. they kept doing that after with like Pearl Harbor and yeah. other tragedies. Do, yeah. But it was fucking good. They did a really good job. Yeah, technologically, visually amazing. So, All anyways, it was. I mean, and it was the highest grossing movie up until I think Avatar. Yes. for a long time. Yes, yes. I think he owns like the three of the top five or two of the top five. I can't remember. Just, uh, you want to know what else I watched? Yeah. I watched new Sebastian Maniscalco oh, comedy special. I want to watch that. Is it good? No, <laughs> no. It's it, it's not bad. It's just not his best. I feel like it's he, he's lost a step. Shit, a I just bit. watched that company bit over and over again. That's like his best joke. Yeah, that's all you got to watch. 
What company? But he's There's a couple of things that he's such does. a physical comedian. His miming is great. And just the way he says things. He just makes fun of his wife for like the first hour, okay. which was my favorite part. <laughs> okay. And uh, then it just kind of goes nowhere. But um, all right. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll check that out. I don't know. That's not a strong recommendation. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for now. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. Come watch me uh, burn with the rest of Twitter. Aren't you going to pay for that blue check mark, Rugs? You might as well. No, no I don't want that. Fuck you, uh, You can find all that stuff <laughs> in the show description. Links to where you can support and share the show. That's the most important thing you can do, listener. Share it, post it, text it, get it out there. Give the next person you see one of these. Jogging nerd. Thank you for listening to the Jogging Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. This is going great. <laughs> we need more money. More money. Now. I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I stick it up my asshole. Oh. Talking I see shells.